What's poppin'? It's Michael. It's Sebastian, and welcome to Get In. It's Saturday, so we're doing Get In Entertainment. And in case you don't know, we do Get In Sports every Wednesday. And for entertainment, we always talk movies. And today we're going to be talking about our favorite movies, depending on the director. So we're going to be doing Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg, Quentin Tarantino, David Fincher, and Ridley Scott. Scott. That's right. Fantastic, fantastic directors. Some of the choices were a little easier than others, I at least for me. Mm-hmm. And before we get into all of that, let's get into the movie news of the week. If you're a fan of the Lovecraft uh, Country HBO Max series, guess what? It got canceled. <laughs> um, when, it, when it first came out, apparently it got great reviews. Mm-hmm. But people that uh, saw the series, like my manager, I've never seen it, but my manager was like, yeah, you know, I saw it and I thought it was great. And then, like, the day after it finished, I was like, wow, that series was bad. And I'm like, oh. oh. that's what you said? Yeah. Mm. So I was like, oh, well, maybe. Maybe it started off good and then. Maybe. But um, this is based on kind of like a Steven Spielberg book. Mm. No, Steven Spielberg. Uh, Stephen King Stephen book. Stephen King. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently there's... The books are basically like anthologies, like they don't continue the same story. Okay. So they were like, well, it's not going to work. So yeah. they canceled it. Hmm. Um, if you're a fan of Fast and the Furious, Charlize Theron, she plays a villain called Cypher. And Vin Diesel has confirmed that they're writing a script for her to have her own spin-off movie. Hmm. I think that's a terrible idea. That's <laughs> really dumb. <laughs> so to be honest, we, we saw the last, what, Fast 9? Yeah. And, um, I don't know what her plan was the entire time. Like, <laughs> what, 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 like, I know you're trying to get the, the death laser, whatever thing, but, like, after that, then what? I don't know, I think her plan was just to escape. Yeah. But. Well, she was, like, yeah, she, like, turned on them, kind of, or she turned that other guy on to, uh, John Cena, basically. Yeah, but. Basically, like, oh, you, you thought I was working for you? Well, now your guy's working for me. And then she was just there to be the main villain, I guess. Yeah. It's weird, because I love Charlize Theron. Yeah. She's just absolutely badass. When it comes to, like, action movies, I would take her over many action dudes, because she's just amazing. Amazing actress. She, she could be, like, a, I could see her as, like, Kill Bill, you know? Yeah. As a, I mean, she she did, like, uh, Matt Max. Mm-hmm. Atomic Blonde is fantastic. I love the fighting choreography on that one. Mm-hmm. But when she plays Cypher, it's so cringe. She's always, like, very, like, mm-hmm. well, Tom, you know, if I did this. Yeah. She's always, like, yeah. yeah. Like, she always tries to be in control so much that it just, I don't know, it seems fake to me. I think it's, like, one of her worst roles. Yeah, it's not great writing yeah. for that character. Yeah. So, a spin-off movie for her, it's... It's, it's a no for me. Yeah, it's a no. It's a no. I mean, I didn't even see Hobbs and Shaw, and I thought that was gonna, that was too much. <laughs> that was that was too much. That was too much. There was some scenes in Hobbs and Shaw that you're like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's it really is already ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, good news if you're a Loki fan, and if you're a Simpsons fan, they're having a little crossover on a short film releasing July seventh. It's going to be called The Good, The Bart, and The Loki, and Tom Hiddleston will be lo- uh, voicing Loki for it. Hmm. Yeah, it's a short film, so expect something from three minutes to about ten. Mm-hmm. Not too long, but it looks super fun. They released a poster, and I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I'm a huge Loki fan. I think it's going to be splendid. And the fact that two days later we get Black Widow in theaters, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just the best. It's just the best. <laughs> um, talking about Marvel, the Shang-Chi trailer that uh, came out like a week ago, uh, at the very end, they showed what it looked like to be Abomination and Wong mm-hmm. fighting. And everybody was freaking out. And everybody wasn't sure if that was actually Wong or anything like that. But Kevin Feige came out and has confirmed that that is indeed uh, Abomination fighting Wong. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's like a tournament. Yeah. So there might be Makes other sense. interesting characters mm-hmm. showing up. Obviously. So I'm assuming Shang-Chi has to fight in the tournament to like yeah. do something. Mm-hmm. But... That's gonna be. That's pretty awesome. I like. I'm. I just want to like start assuming all the cool characters that are gonna be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why is Wong in that tournament? You know, like there has to be something really cool. Just stop by, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just in the neighborhood. Yeah. Hey guys, I was just stopping by. Yeah. And... I'm trying to think of. I mean, if Abomination got out, what other people could get out too. Yeah. No. It's uh. 
Like, or if villains haven't been, like, killed off, basically, that we could see. Hmm. Well, only because my mind is, like, Vulture. Right. But I don't think you would see him in a tournament like this. Yeah, I don't Probably know. Probably a lot of new It depends on what the tournament is. Like, what if Daredevil showed up and started kicking butt there? You know? I don't know. That'd be something at the end. Yeah. That they would, that would do. Yeah, yeah. They I just, just throw that in the mid, like, beginning of the movie. It's just, it's just, I don't know, it's a lot... I feel like Abomination is probably the best, the, and Juan is the, the, the most we're going to get out of that tournament, probably. Because mm. otherwise, I think if you add too much, it'll take too much away from people's viewing. I think it might be like a little cameo. Like, we might see the yeah. full fight between Abomination and Wong, mm-hmm. but like before their fight, we might see like two people stepping out of the ring after a fight. It's like Korg. It might be like, I was going to say Blade, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but are they doing a movie for him? So yeah, so this will be the cameo of him just like walking by or something. I guess. I just feel like for some, some of their bigger characters, they don't want to like just throw them into a tiny role. Hmm. Unless it's like unless it's at the very end of a Marvel movie. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. True. Because otherwise, you're thinking the entire movie as you're watching. It's like oh you're paying attention to Shang Chi, and you're just like, "Yo, Blade, dude." I saw Blade. <laughs> yeah. True. True. No. But I think by showing Abomination and Juan in the trailer, it's not like when we get in the movies, we're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, that's Abomination." I will. I'm like, I like the Incredible Hulk movie. No, no, no. I'm saying it, it. Like, let's say they didn't have it in the trailer. They you you they just show you the movie, and then in the middle of the movie, you see that fight. First time you're seeing this, you're freaking out. True, I would completely disregard Shang Chi. Exactly, from you're that thinking, point on. Yo, abomination. Exactly, so that's why they show him in the trailer. Oh, mm. look at this marketing genius over I'm here. Just, yeah, I know how Marvel works. <laughs> I know how Marvel works. <laughs> and for the last news of the week, uh, there's a show called Good Omens on Netflix that came out like two, three years ago, and it's finally getting a season two. In case you don't know, David Tennant and Michael Sheen uh, starring it, and that dude is fantastic. That show was fantastic. It was funny, uh, lighthearted. Uh, it was perfect. But the reason there was never a season two earlier was because uh, Neil Gaiman, who uh, the show is based on a book that he wrote, mm-hmm. um, they did the entire book in the first season, yeah. and so they said they were never going to do a season two because there was no content to draw yeah, from. Yeah. So he wrote Neil Gaiman wrote the second season. Like he didn't oh, write yeah, another book. Yeah. He just wrote a second yeah, season yeah. to be like. Because David Tennant and Michael Sheen are amazing. If mm-hmm. you don't know how they interact, w- go watch the show or mm-hmm. literally just look up on YouTube and you'll see like all these fantastic Zoom calls that they've had gotcha. throughout the pandemic. And Yeah, it kind of... It'd be like if... Like with Game of Thrones, like towards the end, like obviously, Bergeron Brian hadn't finished the books at all. Yeah. But he gave, he gave them like his ideas basically of what's going to happen. But it would have been better if he could have written the script, I guess. Yeah. Like that's that's why it'll, it'll probably work better. I yeah. Guess, and like I said, this is two, three years ago that this came out. Yeah. So that's he's been that. working on it. Yeah. And, you know, normally, like, shows get renewed constantly. Yeah. So this is telling me that, you know, they're actually taking their time to make it yeah. good. Yeah, they've waited a while, so. Yeah. Which it, is it was, not common Yeah, no. Today. It was really good. I remember watching the first season. Gotcha. It, was, it was really great. And that's your movie news of the week. Um, if you want the news on the day that it comes out, come follow my TikTok at Bass Review, and that's where you get it on the day that comes out. Um, but now we can actually get into the movies. So, like I said, we're doing uh, our favorite directors, their best movies, and once again, we're doing Quentin Tarantino, Christopher Nolan, David Fincher, Steven Spielberg. And Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. Yep. I don't know why I always forget him. <laughs> Since I always forget him, let's just start with Ridley Scott. <laughs> um, in case you guys don't know what Ridley Scott has done for the world of cinema, let me enlighten you a little bit. Well, first of all, all these great directors um, produce a lot of movies that you love. But since we're talking about actual directing... Um, let me tell you what Ridley Scott has directed that you might recognize. Maybe not. But here we go. He directed Gladiator. He directed Hannibal. He directed Black Hawk Down. He directed um, American Gangster. Robin Hood. Prometheus. Alien. The Counselor. Exodus. Gods and Kings. The Martian. Alien Covenant. All the Money in the World. 
And... He did Blade Runner, right? He did Blade Runner, yeah. It's just a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think probably the ones that probably stand out the most is Alien, Blade Runner, um, Gladiator, uh, Hannibal. I'd say The Martian. The Martian. And we saw Island Covenant together. We did, we did. And I, I thought that didn't uh, get the respect it deserved. I thought it was a pretty good Alien I movie. I liked them too. Yeah. And he's uh, making... I'm not a big... That was like... My first horror movie, I guess. I remember, because I asked you, I was like, dude, you want to watch it? And you're like, I'll watch it. I'm like, what? Because he had Michael Fassbender in it. does have <laughs> And because the, the, like, monster of the movie is an alien, and I guess science fiction stuff doesn't scare me as much. But, I mean, if you got, like, clowns and puppets and stuff, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> uh, but she, he's also directing Gladiator 2. Coming soon, and he's also directing what many people. Gladiator too. Yeah, and he's also directing a movie that many people think is going to be like big at the Oscars this year, which is the House of Gucci. I did, yeah. Yeah, it has like uh, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Sama Hayek, and Lady Gaga, right? Uh, Al Pacino, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Jeremy Irons. It, it 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 it's it's supposed to be like. One of those movies that you know it's just for award season, basically. Pretty much. But yeah, no, this man is amazing. So, Michael, which movie have you chosen as your favorite Ridley Scott film? Um, for me, I kind of I wrote my three best ones, and should I say those three and narrow or I'll just say I, I'd say The Martian. The Mar- I yes! Know. I love the freaking Martian! Matt Damon's amazing it's in so it! so good. <laughs> I was looking, I was like, between, like, Blade Runner, Gladiator, and The Martian. I was like, Gladiator, I'm like, I like, the, I like Gladiator, and, like, it just seems... Like, it's almost three hours. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like once you see it, you don't need to see it for, like, another five years, really. I... Like, I'll just see on my... I, Most of the time that I want to see the movie, I just listen to the soundtrack and I'm good. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Gladiator is amazing. But The Martian is so good. Yeah. I just feel like if you want to get any kid interested in science, mm-hmm. you show them that movie. It yeah. just feels like such a love letter of problem solving and mm-hmm. how to survive and relying on others and also relying on yourself. And Yeah, and I just love how um, basically... Matt Damon is just acting by himself the whole time, the whole movie, basically. Yeah. Like, he's not interacting with anybody. He's just talking to a camera. And he's yeah. just, like... But I, I just love, like, the writing of it, like, his the character's humor and stuff. And then, like, even the stuff on Earth and stuff. Like, they got a lot of, like, good... Uh, really um, good actors. Like, Sean Bean's in it. Um, she what's his name? Uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, um... He's, like, the boss, basically, yeah. of NASA. Um, balls wow, guys. I can't remember his name, but they have like Charles Gambino as well. Um, Ch- uh, Chitwell Elijah Ford. I don't know if I said that right. Jeff Daniels, there it is. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. They have Cheshire Chastain, really Kate Mara, Sebastian Stan, Michael Pena as the crew. Yep. Uh, Mackenzie Davis. She was yeah. in the freaking office and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's so good. That movie is so good. Everybody. Like, seeing in the theaters, like, nothing will beat that. And like obviously the like the first time you watch it is you know that's the best yeah just because like the whole you're just following this man trying to survive and then it gets to the end it's just like gets really intense and stuff and like when I watched it back in my head I'm like he's gonna make it but still I'm like oh yeah you're sweating hands (laughs) um the pacing's really good on that Mm -hmm. movie there's never a point that you're like oh my god this is taking forever it's like the way he like talks to like the camera and stuff it makes you feel like comfortable and like you can kind of understand what he's like he's talking like big sciencey stuff you know, dude i feel like i can grow potatoes right now yeah, just I'm from like, watching him over <laughs> yeah i'm like if i remember the situation i'll exactly makes, what to uh, do botany of like simple stuff yeah i just i think the message of the movie that i like the most is like there's gonna be a time where you have a thousand problems and everything's looking at you like you're about to fail mm-hmm. and it's basically like where you start, you solve one problem at a time, yeah. and then the next, and then the next, yeah. and then the next, mm-hmm. until eventually you get to go home. 
And I'm like, dang, that's deep. Yeah, that the, the like the ending. Yeah, where he basically like he's talking to like a class of people and stuff. And yeah, the special effects are amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. The the color of uh, Morris is great. It's just such so a fantastic. The, yeah, the music. Really the music, disco. The fact that they make fun of it in mm-hmm. the movie too. But it's like David Bowie all around and Yeah. It's such a great movie. Oh, man. Such a great movie. I think my next one, my next favorite from Little Scott would be Alien. The original mm-hmm. one. It's really great. It holds up horror yeah. classic. Mm-hmm. The special effects still hold up. Like who doesn't know? Even if you've never seen the movie, you know the scene of the freaking <laughs> coming out of your stomach. Yeah, the alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to see the movie to know. Yeah, that's alien. And they reference in so many movies ever since then. Mm-hmm. Really, Scott, great director. I'm glad we have the same choice on that one. Yeah, I was like, I was, th- when I was thinking of like what you would pick. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought I was like he, he'll probably pick Alien. I thought, but no, I, Mar- the Martian dude. I just it's so good. I don't. I can't. Did it win any like awards and stuff? Yeah, I did. It did. It uh. Um. Okay, pull it up right here. Got Golden Globe, Best Actor Matt Damon, and then Golden Globe Award for Best Motion Picture. And he was nominated for seven Oscars. Yeah. It was nominated for Best Picture, uh, Best Performance, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Sound Mixing, Best Visual Effects, Production Design. Um, and sound editing, which is weird. Like he, I didn't get a, a best uh, director nomination. Yeah, but hey, that's the way it goes. But yeah, no, it was great, fantastic, fantastic. Um, our next director, it's going. Uh, let's uh, let's go with. Uh, let's just do David Fincher real quick. All right, David Fincher. In case you guys don't know, I. I can almost guarantee people have seen David Fincher films without knowing that they've seen a David mm-hmm. Fincher films. Uh, this man created absolute classics. And we're going to give you a list of all the awesome ones that he has made. Starting with freaking uh, Fight Club. Fight Club. He also, uh, comparing to uh, Ridley Scott, he mm-hmm. directed Alien 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as I was looking through his movies, I, I think I, I'd seen Alien 3, and I was like, wait a minute, didn't I just see <laughs> Yeah, else? Yeah, I know. He directed Alien 3, uh, 7, which a lot of people hold like mm-hmm. very high, Fight Club, which is fantastic. Um, Zodiac. Zodiac. It's Panic Room. I, wanna, I need to see at some point. It's on, uh, I think it was on Netflix not so long ago. Mm-hmm. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, which is one of my favorite yeah. movies. <laughs> it's like, I saw that on my album. I think I know it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the Social Network, which might be one of the biggest cinematic masterpieces of all time. Mm-hmm. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I watched that movie every time it's on Netflix. It's so good. Da- seen that one. Daniel Craig is so good in it. And Daniel Craig is really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gone Girl. Which he, did, he did World War Z, right? Mm, no, I think... It's on here. That he directed it? No way, dude. Yeah, director David Fincher. World War Z 2? <laughs> Wait, is that right? Uh, there He might be directing the second one, but he didn't direct the first one. Oh, you're right. Mark Forster yeah. did the first one. Yeah, it, it looks like, I, be, it looks, I guess there's a second one coming. Yeah, it's been in like development hell for the longest time. Gotcha. Uh, so, right. so who knows if it'll actually make it. Forget about what I said, guys. No, no World War Z. I've uh, never seen it, but... Oh, it's great. It's great. Fantastic. you got to <laughs> see it. But out of those movies, Michael, which one is your favorite? Um, I'm going to go with The Social Network. Yes. Two for two, guys. <laughs> you picked that one, too? Dude. Over Benjamin Bunn? The Social Network is such a masterpiece. It is really good. I've seen it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. I never get bored. It's Andrew Garfield's fantastic in it. J.C. Eisenberg, even Justin Timberlake did a great acting yeah, job yeah, in he, it. Yeah, he was solid. Uh, the music, the the pacing of the movie. Who are the twins? Isn't that Army Hammer? Army Hammer played yeah. both people. And yeah. first time I saw it, I thought it was actually twins. Yeah, like I thought they hired twins. No, it was. <laughs> it wasn't until like two years later that I yeah. found out it was the same actor. Army Hammer. It was. Yeah. Uh, 
the way they describe how everything's happening, it makes it seem like it's mm-hmm. possible to you that you can understand it. You know, you just need a couple like smarty friends. Well, they they make it they make that like realm, like at the, especially in the beginning, they make it look kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And like, like I, hey, I need an equation. He writes it on the window, and it's so yeah, simple. Yeah, yeah. They're just doing fun stuff, and then it's like even they have that like uh, challenge where they're having a late night. Like they're all like. Uh, they're like in a, a room and they're, they're coding like, and a, yeah, yeah but they're like every time something happens they, they gotta, gotta take a shot yeah and just like you're like that never happens yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, I've never um, seen this in my life but I'll take it yeah but Jesse Eisenberg he's, he's just so like he just nails those type of roles yeah I mean that role was like it was made the sign for him yeah it's and also Andrew Garfield as uh, Eduardo Saverin, I think mm-hmm. I said that right. Yeah. It's a, like everybody in their mother has seen the scene where he walks out of that office, mm-hmm. and then Justin was like, he's plugged in. Is he? Is he? Yeah. And he grabs the laptop and just smashes yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, well, this this movie is it's amazing. But in college, for my classes, um. Our assignment was to watch this movie, and I was like, "Dude, that's the assignment I've ever gotten." <laughs> I love that movie. This movie won best writing, adapted screenplay, best achievement in film editing, uh, best achievement in music, written for motion picture, original score. It got nominated for best picture. It got nominated. Jesse Eisenberg got nominated for best actor. David Fincher got nominated for best director. It got nominated nominated for best uh, cinematography, which I I don't even know who defeated this movie and also got nominated for sound mixing it's crazy that this didn't win anything um, certain, like well it won it won adaptive screenplay film editing okay. and oh it did an original score okay um but it didn't want the other ones yeah but it's so it's such a good movie it's a masterpiece of a movie if you like movies you have to see the social network I think as time goes by it's it's just become such a like classic film already. Mm-hmm. It's eleven years old. I know, which is crazy. Twenty ten. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of came out in the height of Facebook. Yeah, it did. Yeah. This is one of those movies that did it right. Yeah. Because there's like like the Angry Birds movie. Mm-hmm. It came out like five years too late, you know. Way too late. Yeah, but the Social Network it came out just perfect, yeah. so perfectly there's so timed. Much, there's and there's um. Remember when the whole like uh, the this with the tradings and the stocks of like AMC and GameStop happened? Yeah, basically right when that was happening, they they're like, we're gonna make a movie off of this. Yeah, and it's just like what? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna like come a out a couple like, weeks, and it's like yeah, when it comes out, everyone's gonna be like, oh, that happened. Yeah, I forgot about that. But well, this was like Facebook had taken off, and it was like here to stay for you know. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. Yeah, because there was no other social media yeah. at that point. And, yeah, they nailed that one. Yeah. I still want to give kudos to A Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Mm-hmm. I always like movies that tell, like, a live story. Mm-hmm. Like Forrest Gump, kind of like that. Yeah. It doesn't have, It could be real, it could be fake, but I love, like, yeah. a full-on live story. Mm-hmm. And then The Case of Benjamin Button is just fantastic. It's, I, it, might, it might be like my top three Brad Pitt films. Yeah. For sure. If not the first one. It's just great. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Go watch both movies. Um, but yeah, no, it was a close one. But I did. I did pick The Social Network. Yeah. Next on our list, let's go with uh, Steven Spielberg. I feel Spielberg. like this is a man that almost needs no introduction if... Uh, I was looking at some. I'm like, I forgot he had directed so many. Uh, oh yeah. Good movies. Oh yeah, dude. And if we were talking about like produced, this yeah. man has produced half of the Hollywood films. Yeah. Uh, just to tell you guys, like he's involved with Star Wars. That's that's how he's he's produced 181 films. Yeah. But we're talking about director. So, uh, he's he's directed uh, Ready Player One, The Post, Lincoln. Yeah. The Adventures of Tintin, uh, War of the Worlds, War Horse, Catch Me If You Can, Artificial Intelligence, Saving Private Ryan, uh, Shindra's List, Jurassic Park, Hook, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
Close encounters with the third kind, and of course, as everyone knows, what gave him the big title, Jaws. Jaws. Amazing movies. Even the I like Ready Player One. I think is highly underrated. Yeah, uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good, but like I rewatched it on HBO Max not mm-hmm. too long ago, and I'm like, wow, this movie's actually like really good. Yeah. Uh, Lincoln's fantastic. Lincoln was a good movie. Um, it's like. This is one of those directors that you pick a movie and you can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, so that being said, Michael, what was the film that you pick as your best? Mm. Um, the best one or my favorite? Oof. I mean, I think we're doing like kind of favorites right now. Okay. But afterwards, just like me, I'm, I'm yeah. like... Because well, my favorite one, we just did a podcast on this. It's Indiana Jones. Yeah, but he directed all four of them. So I guess... I have to pick which one I like the best? Yeah, yeah I suppose so. Okay. Um, I mean, it's between the first and third one. And I think, as a kid, I I was closer to the third one more than anything. Because mm-hmm. I love the father-son relationship right. in that one. So I would say that one, I mean... Raiders is close behind it. It's yeah. like right there. <laughs> it's right there. But then um, other ones, I mean. So if it wasn't Indiana Jones, which one would you pick? Oof. Um, I'd probably say Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is yeah. is the one I chose. Yeah. I even I have five YouTube videos that I made, mm-hmm. and one of them is me explaining why Jurassic Park might be the greatest film of all time. Oh. It's such a fantastic movie. The score is fantastic. Oh. Um, thank you, John Williams. Uh, the special effects are amazing. I think it blends perfectly that like uh, beautiful discovery and adventure with the little bit of scare and horror and thriller yeah. of a mm-hmm. moment. And the cast, I hold in such a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like I. Just like A New Hope, I wouldn't recast any of those people. Any. Mm. Any. Not even the kids. And actually, most movies that have kids in them, I'm always like, oh, they're probably annoying. Yeah. But in Jurassic Park, no. It's like, mm-hmm. it's funny, like, when the little Timmy, like, gets electrocuted in shock and, <laughs> and, like, the kids have one of my favorite scenes, which is when they're running out of, uh, in the kitchen with, from the Velociraptors. Oh, the Velociraptors, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, Jeff Goldblum. <sighs> Um, who's the other? He plays. Oh, Wayne Knight. Dope. He's just he. He always plays like that character. Yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, they're like, hey, can you play? He's like, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I don't even need to see the you know, the description of my character. I already yeah. know what you want, dude. This movie even had Samuel L. Jackson in it. I know, right? A lot Was of... this like one of his first? Was uh, he like? It wasn't... Was he like Samuel Jackson at this point? Uh... He was on the rise, for sure. So I feel like Pulp Fiction kind of put him on, like, you're, you're Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Um, but here he's, he's Samuel Jackson. <laughs> here, he, here he's Sam Jackson. He's Sam Jackson. <laughs> uh, but, uh... The, like, I think Pulp Fiction came out a year later. Mm-hmm. In 94, while Jurassic Park came out in uh, 93. Which I'm trying to look here real quick. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is confirmed. Pulp Fiction <laughs> came out in '94, and Jurassic Park came out in '93. Um, he has he has like movies in here before that, but it's nothing. I think that was like one of his first major roles. Yeah, and his role was actually a little bigger. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the movie, but there's a point where they're like gonna go and turn on the lights, and all Ellie finds is like his arm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they were gonna shoot that scene, but he, I think he got sick or started filming mm-hmm. something else, mm-hmm. so he couldn't shoot it. So his part got a little cut out short, but I think yeah. just finding his arm made the movie uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just uh, Jurassic Park is fantastic. I think if I was to like actually judge fully cinematically which one is his best movie, mm-hmm. it would probably be Schindler's List. Oh, yeah. That movie's heavy, man. It is. I've I've only seen it once, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even that long ago. It was like two years ago, and I was gonna watch it at some point soon, mm-hmm. and I was gonna press play, and I was like, I I don't think I can. Yeah. 
it, it messed me up really bad yeah, the first time. I had time. it on my Netflix, like, to, like, watch list for a while. And I was like, oh, I should probably watch that at some point again. But I was like, you're just never in that mood, you know? <laughs> it, like, I don't want to cry for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's one of those movies that purpose, purposefully did black and white mm-hmm. to tell a story, and I think that worked out amazingly. Yeah. Mm, Ralph Fiennes was amazing as the villain on that one. Liam Neeson, obviously. It's that movie's Damn, that's fantastic. Ninety three. That's a crazy year for Spielberg. Oh, dude, that's Spielberg true. ruled the nineties, dude. Jurassic Park and Schindler's List, same year. It's it's huge. Like that's. That, most directors make a movie like once every two years. This man was like, nah, yeah. dude. That's like... So it was like, Spielberg has so many like... Because 75 obviously was like Jaws. Yeah. But after that, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot. And then like 82, he had E.T. Yeah. And like, like he directs a lot of stuff in between that. But it's like every so often he has. But there was like that... That 90, 93 was just like two... Two bangers. Two, two bangers, dude. Yeah, no, he he for sure. But then I think I might agree with you. Um, I mean, eight, I think my next one will be uh, um, the Last Crusade, mm-hmm. after Jurassic Park. But Jurassic Park, I just I hold in a pedestal. Yeah. I hold in a high pedestal. Steven Spielberg just changed everything, man. Yeah. It's great, and I can't wait to see a West Side Story is, coming this is year. He, you're a favorite director. Is he my favorite director? Yeah. I know he loves Robert Zemeckis because of uh, the future, but I feel like Steven Spielberg, like, you connect with all of his movies because it's... Yeah. I I, uh, think for the longest time I said he was, Mm -hmm. but then as my, I guess, horizons expanded, Mm -hmm. my change a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like David Fincher. I like David Fincher a lot. Yeah. Um, Robert Zemeckis, the only problem with Robert Zemeckis is that he hasn't made a good movie recently. Yeah, it's been uh, like he made. Um, I forgot the name of the movie. The Rope, which, the Climb, with mm-hmm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which was the French dude that mm-hmm. did across the Twin Towers, the little rope thingy. Oh, right, right. He did Fly with Denzel Washington, which wasn't a bad movie. Um, but like the last two, three films that he made, um, Welcome to Arwen or something like that. Yeah, I just I haven't seen because mm-hmm. they just look mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I did see the witches. That was his last movie, and I thought it sucked. Yeah. I thought it was awful. So the witches. Yeah, it has like Anne Hathaway. It's a remake of a old movie. Okay. But it's, it was awful. It's on HBO Max. What's that? Am I thinking of a different? Is it called The Witch? That's that horror one with. Uh... Yeah, no, that's completely different. Okay. That's completely different. That messed me up. Yeah, no, the the witches is like a yeah. kitty comedy, horror, okay. like Halloweeny type style. Gotcha. But it was ridiculous. I didn't like that at all. Mm. All right. Let's move over to... Uh, Quinn? Oh, I was going to say Christopher Nolan. Uh, save Christopher for last. Okay. I was going to say, let's save Quentin for last. Cause you're probably going to go off on your favorite movie. Well, I think this Quinn, Quinn is a good... Well, they're, they're, I feel like they're both. They're both I guys. I know both ones. Yeah. Okay. So let's go. Let's go with Quentin Tarantino first. Mm-hmm. And in case you guys don't know what Quentin Tarantino has done, bangers, dude. <laughs> Absolute bangers. Of course, everybody has heard of Pulp Fiction. Even if you've never seen the movie, probably somebody has told you at some point, dude, you gotta watch you gotta Pulp watch Fiction. Fiction. Um, <laughs> this man is a legend. I think I've seen most of his movies but here we go he has directed uh, Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction Jackie Brown Kill Bill Volume 1 and Volume 2 um he directed a little bit of uh, Sin City at one point which I can see that I can um, see him doing that yeah cause I think uh the 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 director of that movie got sick or something mm-hmm. for a little bit uh Robert Rodriguez and he was like, I can only trust one man to continue this slow <laughs> directing. Inglorious Bastards. Ooh, yes. Django Unchained. Yep. The Hateful Eight. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-mm-mm. I love Quentin Tarantino movies. Like, every time a movie's about to come out, you and I are like, yeah, we gotta oh, see we it. gotta see it. There's, uh, there's some that I 
ended up loving for no reason, like the Hateful Eight. Yeah, like, I, I like the I like the Hateful Eight too. I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, like I can see how people might be like, "That's not his best movie," yeah. but I I freaking love the. I'm like Eight. my tears. I I'd have it like four or five. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like, there's three that I'm like I can watch anytime. Like I just love those. Yeah. So uh, tell us, tell us, tell us what. Want to tell me those three? Yeah, tell us. I uh, start three, two, one. Okay. At three, we got Django Unchained. Fantastic, Christopher Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. I love the scene where he's making that beer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just like explaining everything to uh, Django. It's just like sh- sh- scooping up the foam and stuff like that. And yeah. I don't know why. Like that scene is very, mm-hmm. it's very, it's very. I think he tells a lot about the character about how calm and collected he is about everything. Yeah, no, I just and I loved I love Jamie Fox as Django. Like I thought he did amazing and just that character. Like uh, I guess you know, like the character arc, like where he starts and you know to the end and then um it like it it does things that you weren't expecting like the you know when they uh kill uh Christopher Waltz character yeah you're just like what that that I remember watching the I remember the exact theater mm-hmm. where I watched it I watched it with my mom yeah and my mom goes no that <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that like that scene was so intense ah uh, because he just Le- looked at Jane and was like, I couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself. I, oof. Yeah. Leo, though, Leo as uh, the villain. You don't see Leo as Candy, a villain often. Yeah. Mr. Candy. In case you guys have never heard the story, maybe many of you have, but the scene at the dinner table where he freaking gets mad and smashes a glass with his hand mm-hmm. and yells at Brumhilda, it's like, soul, or something like that. Yeah. He actually cut his hand. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to... Yeah, it wasn't supposed to smash it, right? No, he was just supposed to slam on the table. Yeah. But obviously, he's making eye contact with the actor. And Can't he, see it. Boom, yeah. and he smashes his hand. It was bleeding. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah, and they and they kept that shot. But, and he's like pointing at people with it, and he at one point grabbed. Uh, yeah. The girl's face with his hand. Yeah, she uh, Kira Washington's face, which. Um, obviously, her him rea- her reaction is probably pretty genuine. <laughs> him, Kira Washington, and Quentin Tarantino, they all like. I agree, it was completely fine. And Kerry Washington was like, oh, I'll do it 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. It, it was so fantastic. And that's, if you see that scene, everybody's in shock because that, yeah. this man is bleeding I in his like hand. Leo's hand is bleeding out. Yeah, I, like, I don't understand how you don't, like, stop a scene like that. I mean, think, I mean, yeah. I, I feel like they were, like, waiting for him to, like, give a cue, like, hey, stop. Yeah. But they're like, I guess we just keep going. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, he he nailed that. And then um, that scene where they're uh, in the plantation trying to find like the two or three brothers. Ooh. Yeah. And it's like, is that him? Yes. Are you positive? No. Mm-hmm. You're not positive. I don't know what positive means. It means you're sure. Yes, I'm positive. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> that is so good. good for me. I, well, I love the, the even like before that, like just love when he sees the brother for the first. I love the like when T- Tarantino does like flashback to stuff, or like it'll like zoom in quickly on like, yeah. the character and like yeah, yeah. That, I that, just love Jango's look too in that scene too. Who <laughs> <laughs> was like, is that what you wanted? Yep, yep, that's what I wanted. <laughs> the scene with the masks, dude. Uh, Jonah Hill was there for some reason. Every, every time I watch him, like, yo, Jonah Hill's in this movie. <laughs> He's like a side side character. We can all agree that the masks were a good idea, but next time we just need to cut the holes in the Love eyes a little bit. It's like you guys don't appreciate anything. I'm going home. My wife worked so hard on these. <laughs> it's ah, it's such a funny movie. It's a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's all, your third favorite. That's my third one. <laughs> What's number two? Number two is Inglorious Bastards. <sighs> It's, that was my favorite one. Yeah, there's. It was tough for me to choose between the two. I just, I can't get enough of that movie. I'm, I'm a history buff. Mm-hmm. I love history, yeah. especially World War Two. That's like my jam. Yeah, a lot of and I don't know. I guess a lot of World World War Two movies. Mm-hmm. They normally pick like the American side or the English side to tell a story, mm-hmm. which obviously this movie does the same. But they also go deep into, like, mm-hmm. France, and they allow us to see, like, 
how the Nazis actually lived mm-hmm. in that area and like the control and fear that they gave to people. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, American soldiers shooting people that will never know sure. the other actor's face. Yeah. Like we get like Christopher Walt's character, um like he did amazing. Like that first scene. Ooh. So good. Ooh, the control that that man had. <laughs> yeah. Um, the scene where he's eating the cake and the... Uh, what's her face? And the lady's just basically shading bricks as he eats the freaking cake. Oh, yeah. Shoshana? Yeah. Shoshana. Yeah, because um, like, she thinks like that he's gonna recognize he recognizes her. Yeah. her. So good. And then he has the biggest twi- and twist in maybe World War II history movies that mm-hmm. they actually kill Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, my boy Michael Fan- Fassbender is in this movie, which has probably one of my favorite scenes of all time in a movie mm-hmm. with the Traglesa and does the the English three with the hand instead of the German three. German three, yeah. Genius writing, mm-hmm. genius writing, and apparently Quentin Tarantino worked on this script for like ten years. Wow, which you can clearly see. Well, this this one, I think. I mean, I believe, like at the very end, when uh, you know. Uh, Lieutenant Aldo Rain, you know Brad Pitt's character. Yeah, they uh, they basically captured uh, Hans, mm-hmm. and then he he decides to disobey orders and cuts the swastika to his forehead. Yeah, because you know how it's looking down at the camera, and then he says, he says, you know what? I think this might be my best work. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's Quentin Tarantino telling the audience. This is this is my masterpiece. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, I think he I think he thinks that this was I, I mean, his cream de la creme. Yeah, but like apparently a lot of people didn't receive it well, and he was kind of upset about that. I thought it was fantastic just because it's so like it's brutal. It's quite yeah, it's pretty brutal. But it was so, so good. good, and I love how he's like, no, they they might yell at me, but they're not mm-hmm. gonna hang me or anything. I'm, I'm I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna be chewed out. I've been chewed out before. <laughs> um. Like, I love the scene, like, when, I mean, after the whole bar fight scene, and then they're, like, they're trying to figure out what to do next, and they're just, like, I'll be your, I'll be the escort to the, the premiere, so, but you don't speak any Italian, like, well, I speak a little Italian, then you speak a little bit, and the one guy's, like, I don't speak any Italian, he's, like, just keep your mouth shut, (laughs) and then at the premiere, when, um, Hans starts speaking Italian to them, and he's, like, Asking their names, and he's kind of like you can you know he knows, and he's like testing, them. which is what makes him one of the best villains in yeah. cinema history. Because um, then he's like telling me he's like, how do you say that? He's like Gorlami. He's like one, one more time, Gorlami. Just and just one, one more time. time. He'll give it to me. He's yeah. like Gorlami. Ah, and then he goes the other guys. Uh, I forget what his was. Um, and then he makes him do the exact same thing again, like keeps repeating. And then he gets to the last guy who knows no Italian. He's like Dominic de Coco. He's like brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, Dominic de Coco. He's like bravo, bravo. bravo. <laughs> he oh, he's so good. Yeah. Surprisingly, Quentin Tarantino has never won a direct an Oscar for best mm-hmm. directing. He's won two for writing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this movie, Glorious Bastards, obviously Christoph Waltz got one best uh, actor in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. He got nominated for best picture. Um, got nominated for best directing, got nominated for best writing, got nominated for best cinematography, best editing, best sound mixing, and best sound editing. Fantastic, fantastic movie. My favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. But that's my best, Michael. We have arrived at your number one. Yep. And I feel like once you had told me the other day that we were gonna, that we would do a Quentin Tarantino movie, I think you already knew probably what my favorite yeah. one was. Yeah. And uh, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I which did. surprisingly people received extraordinarily oh, well. Oh yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think this was his most like critically acclaimed movie, probably. Yeah, like, I think like maybe didn't win. I don't know how many awards it won. It won two Oscars. Brad Pitt won best actor in a supporting role, mm-hmm. and then he won uh, best production design. Yeah, but yeah, I think this one is like everyone's. Everyone came out, even like some of maybe the people that didn't like some of the other Quentin Tarantino movies were like, "This is a great movie." Yeah. But it's another like where he takes like a his like historical like very historical yeah and he like he changes it because he's like I gotta make the twist he's like not not just a twist I think just in his mind he's like if I could go back this is some things that you know it, like a lot of people think about stuff yeah it's just it's a very like 
common thinking of a lot of people. So that's why people can connect with it. And and a lot of people are like, why does uh, Mega Robbie doesn't have like more scenes? Yeah, in yeah, it? yeah. Because that's the twist. That's the that's the little change. Because everybody's like seeing this character, and everybody's thinking yeah. she's gonna die at the end, mm-hmm. and then she doesn't, and that's the that's the whole yeah. point of the movie. And because the one thing that I think I noticed more on the second time viewing it was the fact like her character. She's at kind of like the height of her career, basically. Yeah, like she's married this. Like probably one of the best directors in the world, you know. Nice she's, house. Yeah, she's like she's got everything going for her, and then on the other side, you got you know you got um, freaking Leo DiCaprio losing his mind. Yeah, like he, he's on the down, like the down uh, the other side of the mountain for his career, and he's like freaking out, and he's just like you know like you know I love depressed and stuff, and it's just like it, it's a contrast of the two. Yeah, I love the I love the scene where the he's leaving the restaurant, and he's like, yeah, I'm done, old buddy. Why? He was offering me Italian films. What? What's wrong with Italian films? <laughs> like, oh, that means I'm done. It's just like, I don't film Italian movies. And he's just crying. Yeah. It's like, get in the car, get in the car. Come on, nobody wants to see you cry. Yeah. Put on these shades. Yeah, Rick Dalton. Such a... It was... Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Like, I love Brad Pitt and Leo's chemistry in this movie. Like, it's so good. I can't wait for them to work again. Yeah. At some point. Oh. In any movie. Yeah. Make matter. it happen. But yeah, Brad Pitt definitely deserved that award. It was. Oh yeah, and I think I feel like Leo, uh, deserving of a best actor for this one too. I don't remember who won, but uh, he got nominated. Yeah, I knew he got nominated. Yeah, but... I think uh, uh, I think it was Rami Malek won because of Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. that year. But nineteen. But this this movie, I mean, won best. Uh, Brad Pitt won best actor. And then it also won Best Production Design, but it got nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor in a Leading Role, Leonardo DiCaprio, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Custom Design, Sound Mixing, and Sound Editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like the time period, too, of this movie, I really like. And just like, it, I mean, don't you, you want the shirt. Don't you want that shirt. On Cliff Booth. You want that shirt, that, man. That shirt is so cool. Hey guys, if you ever find a nice uh, Hawaiian yellow, yellow Hawaiian. shirt, yeah, you gotta give it. To send me. us. <laughs> you gotta give it to me. I need that shirt. Uh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And obviously, we here on the podcast, we love Kill Bill because we did an entire episode on both the Kill Bills and mm-hmm. how great they are. But yeah, Quentin Tarantino is just a freaking beast. I can pop any of these movies anytime, and I'll have a blast with them. And if you don't like the violence, then that's this is not your style of film. But it also means it's a bad film. Yeah. This is like Disney. It's like Disney movies. Like some people are like, oh, pff, I hate musicals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Gonna watch Disney it doesn't mean Disney makes bad films. You just yeah. don't like their type of mm-hmm. stuff. It's just it's just the way it is. And lastly, our last. Uh, Director Christopher Nolan, Christopher, which uh, might be one of out of all the directors that we named today, he's the one that's made the least amount of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, because well, he started in, like two thousands. Yeah. But every time, this I think his well, I think his first one was ninety eight. It was called the fo- like following. Yeah, but then Memento was two thousand. That was like his the first like kind of breakthrough movie. Big, big, yeah. And then he directed movies such as did he direct Insomnia? Yeah, uh, he did. Yeah, Insomnia. And I think Insomnia was the only movie he didn't write because hmm. he him and Quentin Tarantino they both uh, direct and write all of those films. Yeah. yeah, that was the only film he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Insomnia, The Prestige. Um, Batman, the Bat, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. He did Dunkirk, Inception, Interstellar, Interstellar and Uh And the following, even though obviously I don't think that's one of those movies that people talk about when talking yeah. Christopher Nolan. That became a TV show that was very successful really? in the early 2010s, I think. Well, but I mean, you, just looking at like how many is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I don't know, like eleven of those movies. Eight or nine are like masterpieces. Mass, like so good. Yeah, 
For sure. Like, I haven't seen... I haven't seen The Prestige or Insomnia or The Following. I haven't seen... Um, but I've been told The Prestige is really good. I love The Prestige. Yeah. Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, mm-hmm. and Rebecca Hall. Ooh. That... That is the... That is so good. Mm-hmm. That is such a... Are you watching closely? <laughs> I'll have uh, to watch it. It's one of my favorite ones. But, Michael, which one is your favorite Christopher Nolan film? Can we address... The Dark Knight? Yeah, can we address <laughs> The Dark Knight? I like that connection, yeah. though. <laughs> can we address... Let's just the address it real quick. Because we did with like Indiana Jones, we're like, yeah. they're amazing. It's like, a little Trump yeah, card yeah. in there. Like, of yeah. course, I'm going to love that movie. And obviously... Hit Ledger, of course. Yeah, but, like, the Dark Knight itself is amazing. Well, it's a different tier. We're going to... We'll, we'll do a... a a podcast just for those. Yeah, it's coming trilogy. soon. It's coming soon. But yes, now we've addressed that. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of that. Now that we understand. Yeah. I'm going to say it's between, there's like two that are like top of the mountain for me. Mm-hmm. And they're battling it out. <laughs> so it depends, like if you watch the movie tonight, that would yeah. be your favorite one. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, but I'm going to go with Inception. My man. How many was that? Four out of five that we agreed yeah. on? That's really good. Mm-hmm. Friggin' in... Ugh. Everything about that movie. The score, the actors, the yeah. chemistry that they have with each other. The, the story The itself. writing, the story. I have... Like, it's a movie that... The, like, the, the more watch you go through, the more you enjoy it and like it. Yeah. Like, the first time I watched it, I was like... Okay, you know, good movie. You know, a little confusing. And the second time I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is amazing. And the first time I'm like, okay, you know, just stop everything. Let's acknowledge this. <laughs> I think it was like that third show and I was like, yo, brilliant. I've seen this movie. If, if I had a list mm-hmm. of how many movies, like the yeah, track yeah. record of how many times you were shipped, yeah. This this would be like top five up there of how many times I've seen it. Yeah, it's one of the few movies I actually own a DVD for. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I don't understand. I mean, I understand it's a little confusing for bit, but I've never been confused by it. Like I no, keep yeah, track yeah. of all mm-hmm. the levels, the yeah. dream levels. And, I get the idea of it. Yeah, and uh, in Asia they actually had a little number mm-hmm. on the upper right corner so people can know which dream sequence they were on mm-hmm. at that moment. Gotcha. Yeah. But this movie yeah, I never, is I never, I never confu- I think just the set pieces were so different that it doesn't like, you can follow up yeah. during the dreams. It's so well planned. Um, I love that Christopher Nolan always strikes for practical effects mm-hmm. which I think it made that a uh, twisty room scene with uh, Joseph Gordon level just so much better. Yeah. It's, I don't understand how this man even, like, came up with this, mm-hmm. but it was so good. Obviously, a lot of people draw comparisons to The Matrix, mm-hmm. but this is it's yeah. so good. The idea of uh, Cobb, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, mm-hmm. just having to deal with that mental struggle and just wanting to get back home. Like, yeah. he's not a bad guy. He's mm-hmm. literally just trying to go home to his kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and Tom Hardy, I think, is fantastic in it, too. Yeah. He's like, I, I love ev- and pretty much everyone in this movie is amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, like you said, Tom Hardy, jo- jo- uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, um, I love his character, Killian Murphy. Oh, yeah. How can we forget? Ken Watanabe was awesome in it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I freaking loved him in it. I, it's, uh, that, come on, that last scene is where it's like, you're an old man full of regret waiting to die alone. Uh-huh. Oof! It's so good. It's so good. I yeah. This. What's the um, the girl's name? Helen Page. Yeah. Ariadne. Ariadne. That's yeah. her name. Yeah. Okay. I saw a interesting theory. Mm-hmm. That because you know how Michael Caine is the father of um, Cobb's wife. Yeah. Um, I saw a thing that he hires her to do detective work, basically, to go into Cobb's. That's why she's so persistent of knowing, like, what's going on with Cobb. Oh, that way, so that way he can know the truth if yeah. he killed his daughter or yeah. not? Yeah. Wow. 
I know, right? Because <laughs> that's why he, oh he like, hands, picks her, like, this is the one you want. And he's, like, basically, like, hey, like, I need you to, like, once he shows you, like, he explains the whole thing to her already. This is what's going to happen. You're going to go in these dream sequences, but I need you to, you know, help me figure this out. Which might explain why he is kind of, like, a prodigy. Yeah. He start, she starts her, like, first dream. Yeah. Wow. Who would have thought after a thousand times know, like, the like, thousand and one yeah. is going to be a new experience? Yeah. Next time you watch it, watch it like thinking like that. Like she's always like, a freaking spy. Because she is really like she's really questioning like you know what are you doing in your dreams? And, and she's literally like hiding at night trying to plug into the yeah. Same like machine. when he plugs in, she goes in there without you know like she's all sneaky like, and then he's like, hey, like you shouldn't be here. Leonardo Caprio is literally. At one point, explaining stuff to her, mm-hmm. and she runs back yeah, to the she elevator. Runs to go to yeah, Seymour. and I'm like, "Why would she do this now? Yeah. Wow, that's trippy. Yeah. I like that." Yeah, because I mean, I, I'm sure Christopher Nolan's like, "No, it's not. She's just to, like help move the plot more." Yeah, but like, I like that idea of like she's. Yeah, and you can choose to believe it or not. It's fine. Yeah. However, I mean, well, that's the whole point. Of, like, I guess the ending too, the whole like you know the spinning top. Where yeah, it, it cuts at the end, and someone's like, "I guess you can choose to believe." Yeah, because yeah, like for me, the first time I watched, I was watching with someone who'd already seen it, and they turned to me like, "So is it real?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what did it? Did it stop? Or is it going to keep going?" I'm like, I'm, "It's real." Like, <laughs> like to me, it's real. Yeah. But then I did the exact same thing when I showed this someone who hadn't seen it before, and I was like, "So." You think it's all real? You think he's still dreaming? So it's only like even after the movie, you can still talk about it. And you're the still the like, first time I watched it, I remember just completely being like, "Oh my god, was it real? Was it yeah. not real?" Yeah. <laughs> um, the first time I for sure. Then second, third what time, I was like, "Yeah, no, it's real." Yeah. And then Michael Caine finally came out a year or two ago. Mm. I remember this movie is like ten some, years old. He was he like, every time his character is in a scene, it's real. It's real. Yeah, because he asked the same question to uh, Christopher Nolan. But this movie won four Oscars for cinematography, sound mixing, sound editing, and visual effects, obviously, because mm-hmm. he makes practical effects and yeah. those were amazing. They got nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, mm-hmm. Best Writing, uh, Best Achievement in Music Written for uh, Motion Pictures Original Score, which I don't know how it didn't win, Yeah. Best Achievement in Art Direction. It's such is, a fantastic movie. Is Quentin Tarantino kind of like... I mean, Christopher Nolan, like Quentin Tarantino, the fact that they've never won. They've like, never won an, an Oscar for Best Directing, yeah. Or Best Picture. No, I think Pulp Fiction won Best Picture in 94. Oh, okay, yeah. If. But Christopher Nolan hasn't. No. No. Sadly, sadly, this man hasn't. Yeah, that's um, unfortunate. Because the other one that I, I love is Interstellar. Yeah. That's um, like my number two. Interstellar's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, but I... What's your... Do you have a different number two? I might go with The Prestige. The Prestige? Okay. Yeah, I, I, still, I need to watch that. I really like so The Prestige. It's, uh, David Bowie as Nikola Tesla in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. I've seen that scene, actually. Yeah. It has Andy Serkins in it. Yeah. Uh, I really like I really like The Prestige. It's mm-hmm. it's really, really well done. Um, so that... I might have to go with what The Prestige. What do you think about uh, Dunkirk? Um, I, November, I think it was, I reviewed it for my mm-hmm. TikTok because people were asking for it. Yeah. And the second time I watched it, I was like, this movie is not that good at all. <laughs> it's what, it's, it's weird because I feel like a lot of people put it pretty high up, I guess. I, it was pretty, uh, I mean, it was well received and like critically acclaimed. It, I gave it props for the way it told its story, mm-hmm. which was basically one big giant story, but separated into three different timelines, you know, a week, a day, yeah. and an hour. Yeah, it was cool. I liked yeah, that. I, I think that was done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can understand it. I think Tom Hardy did a really great job in it. Uh, even even Harry Styles, that was like his mm-hmm. first acting yeah. job. It was pretty good. But I felt like Killian Murphy was the best, like, performance-wise. Because everyone else was like, kind of like, like, most of the soldiers were pretty, like, you know, they're just... Yeah. But this man was like, no, we gotta go. We gotta yeah, go. He was, yeah. But, um... 
Now, I remember I was watch I was listening to a, a, a pod where they were reviewing this, and actually on the podcast, Quentin Tarantino was on, and he was talking about because he loves this movie, and he was saying that he saw it in England, and he was saying that when he like at the end, you know, when like the ships come, yeah, he said he's like people are crying because it's like Britain's like you know like, yeah because uh, I think like the um, they like you know they glorify their wins but they also glorify they even glorify their losses you know right like, right the Britons like I mean they, they lost like they you know this was embarrassment basically but I think the beautiful part of that movie was the ending and then yeah. the Churchill speech exactly it gave him hope yeah you know I think that was done really well that yeah. was that was, that was mm-hmm. a really really good way to end the film yeah because this was like Christopher Nolan's like um to because uh, he's British yeah so this is like because all these other movies are pretty much American. Yeah, but this is like the one where he's like, all right. And he really, he said he really wanted to make a a World War Two film. Yeah, and it was it was one that like not a lot of people had done. You know. Yeah. A lot of people do like you know like Pearl Harbor or whatever more. D Day and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But this one was like you know. We lost. Yeah. Gotta we go. lost. <laughs> Gotta go home. So. And I love the part of the end. It's like. Just this guy like handing out blankets or something. Uh-huh. It's like good job, good job. And Harry Styles is like, "What do you mean good job? We lost. People are dead." Uh-huh. He's like, "But you survived. Yeah. You know, like sometimes that's just what war is all about. Survive to Rose was right. <laughs> <laughs> Survive to fight another day. Yeah. It's, but uh, it's cool. no, I like this movie. And then the other one, um, Tenet, the most recent one. Like I, I enjoy this one. Um, I think as you know, it's been over a year. It doesn't. It's not up there with like, like it. It tried to be Interstellar and Inception to me. I think it's better than Dunkirk, though. Oh yeah, I like it more than Dunkirk. It's a it's a really good film. Uh, the more I watch, the more I understand it. Yeah, like um, Robert Patterson in that movie. And, well, um, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Like he that movie after I watched that made me excited for the, the, the new Batman. Batman movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, he's just great. Oh, I love, oh, just God. the first thing he steps in is like, uh, we'll have a Diet Coke and a vodka tonic. Yeah. Uh, he's like, I'd rather uh, have this. Yeah, uh, like, he's like a, 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 another alcohol beverage. Like, you don't know, you don't drink on the job. It's like, oh, did you do your research? Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'd rather have this. And he's like, no, you wouldn't. No. It's, just, it's just so great. It's, yeah, that, 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 movie, that movie was good. Mm hmm. And well, I mean, I mean, after we saw it together, we—I mean, how many hours did we talk Jesus, about that movie? We couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> so we couldn't even explain it to people. No, it's a pop. We were <laughs> like, "What was it about?" I'm like, "Well, that, you got it, it. It's inversion and stuff goes backwards, but it's going forward." Yeah, it was. It was. It's hard to explain, but again, the more you see it, the more you understand. The futures it. in the past. I th- that's. <laughs> This movie helped me understand why people were confused on Inception. Yeah. Because, like I said, for me, I was never really confused. Yeah. But I, for maybe for this movie, there's people like, dude, I was never confused on Tenet. Yeah. But maybe that's how people found Inception, mm-hmm. just completely lost. And then I did I done some research on Tenet because we we had taught we had like a month ago we had we were we wanted to do Tenet for the pod. Yeah. But we did it. We were like, maybe we could. That way a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Learn more about it. Because I did a little research, and I figured out, because I was like, why is it called Tenet? Because I know that's like the special word. But like one reason is because at the end of the movie, right? The whole like final mission, basically. Yeah. There's two teams, right? One's yeah. going forward, one's going backwards. And... The pincer move. The pincer move. And the time on the, each other's watch is ten minutes. Yeah. Ten, ten. So it's... 10 and then flip it 10 net the fuck <laughs> yeah I was like oh that's that's it damn that's a, wow gotta watch that movie again now I, the, I'm, I'm giving you <laughs> I'm giving you uh, Inception something to think of Inception and now for Tenet yeah there you go the only thing about Tenet is that I think it was heavily uh, story focused and not character focused, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a little weird jump for Christopher Nolan. Yeah, because like the because Interstellar for me that's like obviously space is cool, but that was heavy character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. Inception, Cobb yeah. learning his past knows that's very character heavy. Um, 
mean, that's the thing with um, I mean the character's name is uh, the protagonist like we never know his name yeah you just call the protagonist so yeah it was uh, it was very story heavy but I prefer over Dunkirk yeah Dunkirk's one of those films that I don't think I'll ever we'll watch, watch on my own again yeah but if I go to like somebody's house and they're watching it like I'll sit down to watch it sure but it will never <laughs> be my choice <laughs> but I mean who's always gonna go to like Hey, you want to watch Dunkirk? And you're like, what? <laughs> exactly. So maybe I don't have to watch it yeah, ever again. Right, which, which I'm saying, I'm at peace with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at peace. I'm good. It's I'm fine. Good. It's fine. It's it's whatever. Um, but yeah, those those are like our five favorite directors because they're fantastic. They keep making films that we love and that we always pay attention to every time they make a film. Yeah, tweet us out of uh tweet us at the Getting Podcast and let us know what your favorite films of these directors are. If you agree with us or if you think we're crazy and we should have picked another film, let us know. If you like this podcast, please go ahead and tell your family, tell your friends, spread the word around. If you want some merch, we got some merch. Link down below, teespring.com slash get-in-merch. We'll link to our Twitters down below as well. And like I said, if you want more movie content, go to my TikTok at Bass Review. And that's going to be it for the week. Remember, we have sports every Wednesday, and we have entertainment every Saturday. This is going to be Sebastian signing off. This is Michael signing off.